0: Galatians chapter 6, give everybody a chance to find it, it's in the New Testament. We're going to look at verses 11 through 18, which means tonight we will finish it up. We've been in Galatians for several months now, I think about 20 sermons or so we've covered in the book of Galatians and we have uh, discussed uh, where Paul is trying to get through to the people uh, that they have freedom in Christ. There was a lot of burden that was being placed on the people of Galatia uh, by other people who were coming in and they were, they, were either, they were either mixing in some other things on top of what Christ taught or they were just teaching something uh, totally separate altogether. But what it was doing is it was it was putting a lot of burden on the people it was it was taking all of the the burden that Christ died on the cross to take from us and from the people of Galatia and and the people who were who have come into Galatia who were who were teaching falsely were putting the burden back on all the people saying no 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 you've got it all wrong you must do all of these 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 other things to be saved you must do all of these other things to be in God's good graces and people had begun to uh, kind of uh, fall away from Christ and they begin to put their faith and trust in these outward actions such as circumcision or these other outward things. Uh, we talked about that we we do the same thing sometimes. We may be guilty of when we sin or when we're not doing good to think if we do better, if we go to church more, if we do certain things or do certain things better, then God will love us more and God will forgive us more. But that is not what the Bible says. When we realize that we are in those situations we come to the Lord and we ask for forgiveness and we repent And Jesus has paid it all. Jesus has done everything that is necessary for us to be forgiven. He has taken that burden from us. And Paul was reminding the people of that all through uh, the book of Galatians, especially in the first part. In the last uh, few weeks, we've talked about the difference between the flesh and the spirit, uh, that there are these uh, worldly desires, these things of the flesh, and we shouldn't live that way because if we're in Christ, we are free from those fleshly desires, and we we should bear fruit of the spirit so those have been kind of the two main themes the flesh and the spirit and then uh, works of the law uh, that aren't going to justify us uh, that we need to be justified by faith in christ alone. and so paul is going to uh, conclude tonight and kind of tall these things together before we read though uh, we'll pray and then we'll jump in Father God, I pray that you would clear my mind right now, that you would help me to think about your word. That's what's important. I pray that you'd help each one of us to think about your word. I pray that it would be good for us tonight, that your Holy Spirit would just lead, uh, help everything to be to be good, dear Lord, that, that in the midst of Christmas and New Year's and all this busyness that we've got going on and all these things, that for these few minutes as we gather in your house tonight, that you would... Help us to see something in your word that's going to speak to us, dear Lord. We want to understand what was going on with Paul and the Galatians in their day and age, dear Lord. But this this word, we want it to apply to us, God. We want it to to be something that that we can stick in our life that's going to help us to draw closer to you. So I pray that you would just speak through me, hide me behind the cross as I speak these words tonight. Let it be for, for your benefit, dear Lord, for the benefit of these people who are here that come to worship you. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. 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 We'll just kind of go through a verse or two at a time and uh, talk about these verses as we go. Look at what large letters I use as I write to you in my own handwriting. Now, I don't really know why Paul kind of started this, this particular passage off this way. Perhaps he was he was saying he hasn't wrote the rest of the letter and now this end he is writing to it himself. He is maybe somebody, a scribe that he had, somebody who worked for him, had wrote what he told him to write. It's very likely that Paul had some physical ailment. We see uh, some reference to Paul and a thorn in the flesh and we don't know what that might have been. There are some theories that perhaps he had contracted Malaysia on some, uh, Malaysia, malaria on some of his missionary journeys. There is some thought based on the fact that he wrote with big letters that perhaps his eyesight was Going out, so maybe he wrote the whole letter. Maybe he just wrote the ending. But for whatever reason, he's saying I'm writing in big letters. Now it may have been because he couldn't see, or it may have been because he's trying to make a point. You know what it's like if you send an email or you send a text message if you want to like if you want to scream something out, you use all caps. Hello, in all caps. If you want to scream something out, and so maybe that's what Paul was doing. Maybe he's done preached this, this this good sermon to him in the form of a letter, and he's finishing out, and he's writing all this stuff real big, like, get it, y'all, like, don't miss it. Get what I'm saying to you. So, who knows why Paul wrote this line or what exactly it means. I can't tell you exactly what it means, but those are some, some ideas of what could be going on as Paul is writing this conclusion to this letter here. He says, "...those who want to make a good impression in the flesh... Are the ones who would compel you to be circumcised. Now, uh, we we've discussed circumcision in great detail through through this through this uh, uh, book of Galatians that we've covered. But I've also reminded you guys that while that's not an issue for us today, oftentimes you can pull that out and you can replace it with something in your life that is, and it's just as applicable to your life. Uh, today as it was to them. While we may not struggle with the issue of circumcision, and that may not be a big deal for us, that was a big deal for the people here. And Paul said that the reason those who who are doing this, they want to make a good impression in the flesh. So these people who were troubling the people of Galatia, their desire was not to draw closer to God. Their desire was not to do what was right in God's eyes, but rather where their desire was to make a good impression on other people. That is, they wanted to look good in front of other people. And I think that that can be true for us today, too. While we may not fall into the trap of circumcision, we want to make a good impression. And, and lots of times, that, that, that kind of determines what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, maybe what we're going to say and who we're going to make sure that's around when we say it, so we can make a good impression, uh, impression. and people can think highly or good about us. And that was the concern of the people who were troubling the Galatians, is they were more concerned about making a good impression and putting all the attention on themselves. And that was putting a burden on the people of Galatia. They didn't care about the people of Galatia. They only cared about their own selfish desires. And we must be on guard against that, Christian, that we are not guilty of the same thing, that we are not guilty of merely doing things in an outward sense while on the inside we've totally missed the Lord. We've totally got it all wrong. Those who want to make a good impression in the flesh are the ones who would compel you to be circumcised, but only to avoid being persecuted for the cross of christ that is uh, they don't they don 't want to be associated with jesus christ it's easier for them to do the things that aren't associated with Jesus Christ because let us not forget in that day and age and all throughout history and in this day and age, if you're a Christian, there are many Christians all around the world who are being persecuted for Jesus Christ in those days it was easy to to stand up for religion that was separate from Jesus Christ that was easy to step up and say here's what we believe we don't believe in Jesus Christ but here's what we do believe you see it was easy to take that stand and to separate themselves from Jesus Christ because there's no harm in that and again we we can look at that in our life and we can say are we ever in situations where we may do a similar thing. That is where we kind of separate ourselves from being a Christian. It's not that we all of a sudden uh, are not a Christian. But we don't, we're not so quick to acknowledge that we're a Christian because we're afraid of what people may think, of, that people may treat us differently, that people may make fun of us. And so we kind of cower down and we kind of become quiet. We don't want to make a big to-do. We don't want to make it known that we are a Christian and therefore we kind of draw back. And that's what the people of Galatia were experiencing. That's what these people wanted them to do. They said, hey, don't worry about Jesus, but worry about all these other things, and then you won't have to be worried about being persecuted. And that's a serious thing for us to consider in our day and age today. Because while we live in a country where we have freedom now, and in and, and all honesty, we don't have to worry about too much serious persecution here. There may come a day, and I believe there will, where things are going to get much more difficult for us here in the United States. And we need to be ready for those times when they come. Perhaps God is going to call some of you to go to another country, another place where persecution of Christians is is a big deal. And we have to be ready to make a stand for the Lord when those times come. We also have to be able to discern. So when people who come to us, like those who were troubling in Galatia, when people who come into our life, we have the discernment to know, hey, they're preaching and teaching something that may sound kind of right on the surface, but ultimately it's going to pull us away from Jesus Christ. And Paul was pointing out exactly what the concern of the people, these troublesome teachers was. And that is they didn't care anything about the people of Galatia. They didn't care anything about Jesus Christ. They cared about about looking right for people on the outside. He goes on to say, For even the circumcised don't keep the law themselves. However, they want you to be circumcised in order to boast about your flesh. So what Paul is saying here, we just talked about, he's saying, look, they were all about the outward appearance. They were all about the outward appearance, but ultimately they weren't doing anything that God called them to do. They weren't doing anything that God desired for them to do. They were laying all these burdens on these other people, but at the end of the day, all they cared about was themselves and how they were going to look. And we need to take Take note of this because anything we see in the Bible, we are not above that. We are human beings just as them. And if they've got to a point where they were doing these things, then it is possible for us to get to a point where we do these things. And that's a possibility when when Jesus takes a back seat in our life, when Jesus is no longer at the front of our life when we're not doing everything we do to please and live for him. When that becomes the case, when these troublesome people come into our lives, it's easy for them to pull us away from Christ. It's easy for them to eventually lead us to this same point where these people here were where they were more worried about uh, making an impression, where they were more worried about separating themselves from Jesus Christ because of the persecution that was there. There was no persecution in living the sinful life apart from Jesus Christ. It's no different than in our society today. Everything is, is backwards. Everything is just the opposite of what it should be. Nowadays, homosexuality is celebrated in our culture but standing up for Jesus Christ, you're mocked and ridiculed in our culture. That's just as backwards as anything there's ever been. And we see this, we see this uh, uh, our, our country, we see our world as, as there's been this gradual pull from, from things that used to be shameful, they are now celebrated. Things that you used to wouldn't even dare talk about or want anybody to know about, getting, getting pregnant out of wedlock or being a homosexual, those things people were ashamed of. Back years ago, people would celebrate Christ and they would be ashamed of their sinfulness. But nowadays, people celebrate their sinfulness and they are ashamed of Christ. So you see, our day and age, our culture, is not much different than the day and age of the Galatians. And we face many of the same problems that they face. There were some, no doubt, who stood strong in the faith there were some who listened to what Paul had to say through this letter and they did well. There were some, however, I'm sure that did not and they, they did not take a stand for Jesus Christ and instead they turned to other things that cannot and will not save them. They were too busy and too worried about boasting in, in what they could do and what they had and what they possessed and the impression that they put out. They were boasting in themselves and they didn't care anything about Jesus Christ. And Paul goes on to say, But as for me, I will never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, that sums it up. He was, he, and he was living it. You know, like, I want to I be that way, but golly, there's still all the stuff of the world that's always pulling for me and uh, pull, trying to pull to get my attention and pull me away from Christ. But Paul was saying, look, I am living for Christ and I am only going to boast in Christ and Christ crucified. That's it. And as Christians, that's, that's all any of us should boast in. But do we ever find ourselves maybe trying to, to do a little bit, to try to look good for people, like some of these uh, people that we see in the book of Galatians, do we ever fall into the same trap, or are we fully content with Jesus Christ? I wish I could say that I was always fully content with Jesus Christ, but that just wouldn't be true. There are still times that I try to find satisfaction or security in other things, but what Paul is saying, look, we can't boast in nothing else. There's nothing else we can cling to other than Jesus Christ, the world has been crucified to me, the cross, excuse me, the world has been crucified to me through the cross, and I to the world. Boy, that's good stuff right there. Paul's saying, look, when I came to Jesus Christ, when I came to Christ and Christ crucified, the world was behind that. The cross is before him, the world is behind him, he was not turning back. And he didn't want the people of Galatia to turn back, and we don't want to be those who turn back. We want to be those who, like Paul, boldly say, it is the cross before me and the world is behind me and I'm not turning back to the old burdensome way that cannot offer me any kind of satisfaction, that cannot offer me any, any deliverance from my sinfulness, but I am going to boast in the cross and the cross alone. For both circumcision and uncircumcision mean nothing. What matters instead is a new Creation. He's, he's made this point all throughout the book. And he's, he's reiterating the point again. That it's not about the, what's on the outside. It's not necessarily even about the actions you do. It's about the heart in which you do them with. He's made that point time and time again in the book of Galatians. And we see it in other points throughout the old, uh, New Testament. And we also see it in the Old Testament. It's always been about The heart. It's always been about the heart in which we do things. And Paul's saying, look, don't get caught up in these worldly things, these things that you're, that you're doing and people are trying to get you to do that are not important. What matters is, is that you are a new creation in christ that is all the old things have passed away you are something different you don't have to go to those old things and do those old things and jump through those old hoops that aren't going to save you because jesus christ has did all that's required and when you come to him you are new and you leave the old in the past may peace come to all who follow this standard and mercy to the israel of god now, that's an interesting statement there, and mercy to the Israel of God. I think what Paul was trying to do there is he was trying to make a distinction. We see Israel in the Old Testament, as that's God's chosen people, and I still believe that, that Israel today in some way, shape, or form are God's chosen people. But we also see, as you read through Romans, that Paul is making a distinction to say that those of us who are not born as children of Israel because of Jesus Christ, we are, we are brought into the fold. That is, we are not Israelites by birth, but we are... Israel because we are Christians. We are of Christ. And when he says, and mercy to the Israel of God, I don't think that Paul is necessarily talking to just the nation of Israel here, but I think he's talking to all those saying, look, it's those of you who put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You are Israel. We see plenty of times in the Bible where it says that there are some who were born into Israel by birth that weren't truly Israelites in heart. And what Paul is making the point all throughout Scripture is that Israel is those who accept Jesus Christ. That is Israel. And I think he's kind of bringing that point home here at the end of, of, of this, this uh, uh, letter to the Galatians by letting them know, hey, look, whether you're born of Israel or whether you're a, a Gentile, you who come to Christ, you are the true Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, because I bear on my body scars for the cause of of Jesus. Paul's saying, look. Look at, look at me. Look at what I've been through. I've been imprisoned. I've been beaten. I've got scars. I've got all these things going on to me. And I've stood up for Jesus Christ. So I don't want to hear anything from any of you guys. Don't cause him any trouble. Don't, don't, don't talk, talk bad about him. He's saying, look, I'm living what I'm saying. I'm saying it and I'm living it. And my body shows it. In verse 18, Brothers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you and thank you for this this good conclusion that we have in your word tonight. And I thank you for uh, this book that we've got to go through over the last few months. And I pray that we would uh, get something out of it, dear Lord. I pray that we have gotten something out of it. I pray that if there were any who were living under the burden of sin or, 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 or being legalistic, dear Lord, that, that through this, they've They've come to realize that there is freedom in Jesus Christ, God. That you don't give us hoops to jump through. That you don't give us a checklist to do. That, God, you give us Jesus Christ. And so I pray that if there are any that haven't accepted him, that they would do so tonight. And I pray that you just would bless us through the rest of this service. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.